good evening. It is Monday evening. My name's Richard. This is over and over and over again. It is the Arsenal Review. It's not been a bad week, has it, for Arsenal? Again, another one. It seems to be a regular occurrence at the moment, which is nice. Um, just before we start, I just really wanted to say happy birthday to these two Arsenal legends. First of all, of course, Tony Adams, who is 56 today. And also Charlie George, who is 72 today. Two Arsenal players, both won the double with Arsenal. So, uh, is share the same birthday, two legends of the club, of course. I just want to say happy birthday to them. Um, lot to get through tonight, obviously. Um, it wasn't a bad game yesterday, was it? Um, some team we beat, some small team from somewhere up north. Um, that was quite good. Uh, Europa League was back as well. We've got the second uh, return game in Norway to come. And, of course, next Sunday, we're back in Premier League action at Leeds. So, lots and lots to get through. And it's all coming up the other side of this. Gabriel Martinelli. It's now with Granit Xhaka. Is it going to be the third goal? It is the third goal. Granit Xhaka with it. That seals it. And we have got a very familiar face and a not-so-familiar face joining us tonight. First of all, of course, it's Melvin. As always, good to see you again. Are you OK this week? Yeah, not too bad. And a nice few weeks, actually. A nice couple of months, haven't we? So I'm just continuing feeling very happy and content. Indeed. Indeed. And making a debut on the show, the long-awaited debut, actually, is, of <laughs> course, Jason. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Very well. Pleasure to be here. And it's very good to see you. And uh, I'm sure if Terry's watching, um, he does exist, Terry. He is real and he's here and it's good to see him. <laughs> um, Neil will be joining us as well when he's um, when he's had his, you know, done his hair and stuff like that and had, had a, put his makeup on. He'll be with us very shortly as well. Um, I suppose, really, there's only one place, I guess, uh, we can really start, isn't it? Maybe just rewinding 24 hours or so to um, a little game that happened at the Emirates last night, which was rather good. <laughs> So as I said there, statement victory. And I, I believe that's what it was. Um, there's been a few question marks over this Arsenal team. Can we beat the big sides? Have we got that about us? Um, every every team we've beaten this season, it's like, well, we've not played anybody yet. And yes, you know, people will say this Liverpool side aren't the same side of the last few years, but it doesn't matter. It's Liverpool. They, they were... Champions League finalist a few months ago. They got to everything last year, didn't they? And we beat them yesterday and we fully deserved to beat them as well. But what I thought it was just a fantastic game of football, actually. It was two good sides going toe-to-toe, trying to score goals against each other, trying to win the game. None of this um, negative defensive football. It led to a really open game. Obviously, five goals, controversy, some mad incidents as well and some lovely play from Arsenal. And ultimately, we got the victory, which was so important for... I say just just for the fact that now I think people are going to start to really, you know, the doubters out there may well start to think, you know what? And I think they are starting to think now. Maybe this Arsenal team's got something about them. Still early days, of course, still early in the season. But I mean, Melvin, that was a real statement performance from Arsenal as well, wasn't it? It wasn't just the fact that we won. It was the way that we played. That's probably our best performance, I thought, 90 minutes of the season against a very good side. Yeah, that, that's yeah. we've had, we've had a better 90 minutes against other teams, but not in that calibre. And believe mm, exactly. me, Liverpool are no mugs. I know they're not no. playing to the top of their ability, but they've got some fabulous footballers. 
in that mm. side. And you can see some of the moves they were doing, some of the body work, the dropping of the shoulders, taking Arsenal out. But there's always Arsenal players covering. You know, there was never a time, I don't think, really, in the midfield most certainly, when a bar car was isolated. If they got past us, there's, there's always someone else. And it, as you say, it was a total battle. It was like two heavyweights in the middle of the ring, yeah, it out. And it was yeah. really good to see. I mean, I was here yesterday and again, the atmosphere is just off the radar. And mm. it's kind of funny. I'm enjoying it, but I'm not enjoying it because you get to a point where you're there and you're thinking, we can actually beat this mob. And mm. they've got something to worry about. When we're playing this mob and they're beating us and you're sitting there after 10 minutes, the game's over and you're thinking, well, I'll just go through the motions. But no, it's actually, you know, hope kills you, doesn't it? And every game now, it's like, it looks like we can we can win this game, whoever we're mm. playing. And so, um, you know, and you're saying, you know, people are not, people might recognise it. I don't care what people think. I, I prefer to keep playing us down. The more they play mm. us down, the more psychologically we can play that against um, unfortunately though melvin they, they can't play it down when we're in the position that we're in with the results that we've had it can't be played down can it now well you can richard you can because because there'll always be people to say you've only played x amount of games you haven't played anyone who plays in green stripes yet you know what i mean you haven't <laughs> played anyone who's got a center forward yeah. over six to twelve there'll always be people to make excuses so let them worry about that. Let them keep doing that. You know, listen, at the end of the day, we, in our heart of hearts, we're no fools. We, it's, it's a minuscule chance of us winning the league. You know, we ain't gonna, Man City are off the radar. It's like when we had our invincible year, did any other team think they're going to win the league? They probably thought they'd challenge, but not win it. I think we're in that situation now because Man City are so good. I mean, they basically, as good as we are, Man City... Are like Arsenal. Uh, sorry, yeah, Man City are Arsenal on steroids at the moment, aren't they? They are unbelievable. Yeah. And if we if we if we come second to them, we all get a bloody trophy, or any team that comes second to them all get a trophy because that's how it is. But no, we we went. The good thing is, we never now we're not getting bullied anymore for build with bigger teams. We and also we do. And have you noticed we do more of these little cynical fouls here and there that we never used yeah, to do. We do all yeah. of a sudden. Someone comes in and they're the fouls that the referee can't really book us for. Some mm. obviously you do, it's blatant. But they're just these little ones that just stop the play and that makes a very, very big difference. All of a sudden, you've taken 30% of the other team's mm. attacking nuance away from you. So all these little things are coming together. It's great, the atmosphere's great. And listen, I, every game, I want to win every game. But if I don't win every game watching this, I'm still enjoying the football. Yeah. I mean, and that's that is one of the big things, isn't it? Over the last couple of years, that's been one of my biggest complaints is that, you know, winning or losing. Yeah, we want to win, of course. But if you're enjoying watching the team play, then that's 99 percent of what it's about, isn't it? And over the last couple of years, that hasn't always been the case, has it? Because the football hasn't always been great. Um, but now it's all come together. And the, the patience that a, a lot of a lot of people have had a bit more patience than others. But that patience is starting to pay off, isn't it now for the club? For the fans, everything you know, and it's all falling into place. But yeah, it's still early days. I'm not, get, I'm not getting carried away uh, quite yet. I'm enjoying it, but I'm keeping my feet on the ground. Um, I suppose. I mean, Jason. I suppose when you look at the game, there were a few controversial or so-called controversial incidents. A penalty that we got. 
point at Liverpool didn't get um, one or two other kind of incidents that happened. I mean, um, I, I personally thought, you know, VAR's not been good to us in general and certainly not in games against Liverpool in the past. So I don't care that whether that was a penalty or not. I don't care whether the Gabriel handball should have been a penalty. It, it wasn't given. It went our way and we won the game. But no doubt these things happened, didn't they? I mean, what did you make of it all? Because there was some controversial decisions given, wasn't there? Let's be honest. I mean, there was a fair few, as you mentioned. Um, you know, I personally, I think uh, more or less the referee was pretty fair yesterday. Um, I think VAR did a fairly good job. Um, I think the controversy is when you look at the way it changes from week to week and the way yeah. in which um, other teams across the weekend have had decisions similar to the Gabriel handball or hmm. uh, you know even the the penalty that we received similar things go in the opposite way it, the consistency is the the real pain in the ass really but hmm. i think yesterday we we were fortunate you know you've always got to look at it from uh, if we had that penalty given against us the the hmm. foul on jesus would we have been too happy probably not but uh, if and the same thing as well, if Jesus played the ball into the hand of Virgil van Dijk or John Matip or someone, would we be calling for a penalty? We probably would, but um, I think fairly consistent. Um, I, I've, I, I agree with the decisions from yesterday, obviously, because they were mostly in favor of us. And as you said, we don't, <laughs> we don't usually get the favorable no, we decisions. Don't. We don't, um, you know, I've seen some Liverpool fans today moaning that, uh, Martinelli wasn't sent off for yeah. just after the cross onto Trent Alexander. And it's like, you know, how can you stop that? I saw um Dermot Gallagher on Sky Sports News earlier talking about it, and he was under the assumption that all of us were that well, how can you stop that? He's got eyes, he's watching the ball as he plays it in incidental contact. And I don't think that's why Trent was taken off either. I think he was taken off because he was getting run ragged. And I don't think he's a very good right back. I think he's excellent going forward. But defensively, I think Trent Alexander-Arnold is lacking majorly. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, going back to, obviously, the um, the penalty calls, I think Gabriel was too close. Uh, you can't give that for handball. He's in the middle of a jump. He's lunging. His arms come up to balance himself. How is he not meant to have his arms out to the side? It hits mm. him from a meter away. No penalty in my in my eyes. I, I I do agree. I do agree with that. But then on on Saturday, I think was it Brentford got a penalty against Newcastle for a very very similar incident when it was uh, Dan Byrne. I think jumped for a, a header. His arm was up. I see as he was jumping and the ball's hitting and actually behind his arm. His arm was up and sitting from behind mm. the header. And they gave the penalty for that. And it's like what you went back to before about the consistency. If that's a penalty, then the Gabriel one's a penalty. If Gabriel one's not a penalty, which it shouldn't be, I don't believe then the previous one shouldn't have been either. And it's like, that's where the, I think that's where people get confused and fans get annoyed is when there isn't that consistency, is there? The rules should be the same for everybody and they don't seem to be like that. Now, go on, Melvin. I've got a theory. Don't put your hand up though in case the ball hits it. It's a penalty, remember? No, no, no. <laughs> one theory, keep it all, so you get the right decisions, the consistent decisions, have one referee, referee in every game. Same referee. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. So, so they've all got their different. They've all got their different interpretation of the law. That's what the stupid thing is. Yeah, but now we've because got three like, referees. Any, decision any any contra controversial decision that's given the handball for a foul for a touch, you could actually 
make the referee can make a case for why he's given it. And you go, oh, and yet another referee, exactly the same situation, can make a case for not giving it. And that's what's so wrong. It should be yeah. black or white. There's too this many grey what... areas in the laws. But this is what VAR should be for, because you've got another referee to say to the previous, the referee on the pitch, look, this was given yesterday. We've got to be consistent. So you've got to give it. Or this wasn't given yesterday. We've got to be consistent with the decisions. And that's what the second referee on VAR should be doing, not just accepting it and saying, well, we're going to... Yes, each game should be refereed on its own merits. Of course it should. But when they're decisions like that that are so similar and the outcome has got to be the same for everybody to make it fair. That's what VAR is supposed to be for, isn't it? To make things fair and to get the right decisions. And it isn't doing that because if one's a penalty and one isn't, one of those decisions is wrong. Whichever one it is, either our one yeah. was wrong or the Newcastle one's wrong. Which one is wrong? We need to know which one's wrong. And the referees need to know, so next time they don't get it wrong. <laughs> you know your, what theory I mean? is good. your theory is good, Richard. The only problem you've got with that is that you're talking about a similar type of person making the VAR decision, a ref again. Yeah. So you've yeah. got to get different decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course you have. Yeah, they're, they're referees at the end of the day, and they'll be they'll be in the middle on the game yeah. the next game, won't they? The ones that's in the VAR. I mean, I don't really want to, you know, look too much at VAR in this game because I don't think that had an influence on the result really. I mean, our Liverpool fans obviously think it will. I think we were the better team regardless of that. We looked more dangerous going forward. We had the better chances, and we went uh, as we said before. We went toe to toe with the side that were in the Champions League final not that very long ago. So, um, you know, it's it, to me, it's. Um, I don't think we would have got some of those decisions maybe last season, actually. And I think maybe the momentum of the team at the moment is maybe going with us a little bit. And maybe we got those decisions partly on that and just seems to be the way it goes, doesn't it? You know, teams that are doing well at the top of the league tend to get more decisions go their way than teams that are struggling further down the table, generally. But that isn't the reason why we won. We won because we were the better team, I thought, for the 90 minutes. Well, 90, actually 100 odd minutes at the game was there's loads of injury time, loads of stoppages, wasn't there? And I thought we were the better team. Yes, Liverpool played quite well. I thought they played well at times. They played some good football, got a couple of good goals. Um, and we still managed, managed to beat them. And to me, that is such a good... It is a statement, as I say, it is a statement result. I mean, Jason, you, you must be... Are you now kind of looking more of the fact that now this is the real Arsenal. This isn't just a run we're on. This is where we are at this moment in time. We are a very, very good side who are going to beat most teams in this league. Well, yeah. Or, or is it still just a run that we're on? <laughs> That's going to come I, to an end. I mean, both. Both, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we're... This is a step of the progress, uh, of the process and the progress that we're on. Um, mm. I think we're building to become more than what we currently are. Obviously, every team wants to do as well as possible. Every team wants to win every game. Um, I think this is clearly part of that process that we've been hearing about since Mikel took over. And obviously, when he uh, got the promotion from head coach to manager, it was because of the the belief that everyone in the club is putting into Mikel, into the process, into mm. actually giving him time. If a poor run of results come this season and we end up getting some embarrassing results and, and losing four on the trot, he is secure because we have put that trust mm. into him. Um, I think, yeah, this is both a good run of form and part of what we're building towards. We're clearly a different beast. We're clearly playing so much better football. Like, um, as Melvin mm. said, we're not cowering in the face of the opposition anymore. 
we were against Liverpool. I mean, yes, again, you could make the argument, oh, it wasn't a full-strength Liverpool team. They had four attackers on, three of which, well, Diaz, I don't think, has scored past us yet, but he looks dangerous. Jota scores past us all the bloody time. Firmino scores past us more than he should. Um, I know Firmino came on. Salah, Salah scores against everybody. Darwin Nunes has opened his account against us. You know, um, and then you've got Thiago Alcantara, Jordan Henderson in midfield, Van Dyke, you know, Trent again. I've already spoke about him. Uh, John Matip, uh, oh, Matip, if he's, I don't know if he's better than Kunate yet. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, Simicas, I thought, had a pretty good game for Liverpool, to be fair. Allison's one of the I best players so, yeah. in the world. I thought he was all right. Yeah, um, talking about, again, going back to what Melvin said about the, the pressure in midfield, like when we would soak up the pressure when someone was on the ball just talking about Simicast that part, uh, point when we had it on the edge of the box and he stole it off I can't remember who he took it off but then he weasels his way through three of our midfielders and came mm. out with the ball and it was like ah oh, shit but then straight away we were on it bam one back the ball and we we're back on the attack um, sorry I kind of lost my point there but um, yeah I think we are definitely looking like a better team I think we are definitely taking big big steps in the right direction and mm. you know we're top of the league can't ask for more than that really can you and after nine games as well everyone says don't judge until you get to 10 games well nine games we're top of the league so we can start to judge now where we are i think, I think we'll beat leeds well let, let's hope so. we'll talk about that <laughs> later on um welcome to the show neil how you doing good hey. to see you hey you all right i'm sorry i'm late everyone all right no. No, yeah, no, it's no, all good. We're all good. We're all good. Happy, um, content, top of the league, champions, lovely. Hey. Well, we're not champions yet, but we're, we're if if the season we'll finished be. tomorrow, we would be. But unfortunately, it still goes on until about May, so it's quite a long, long, long time yet. But um, <coughs> I mean, you did mention there, Jason. You sort of mentioned Simicast. Obviously, he was playing left back for Liverpool. I mean, we had a rather uh, unusual selection at left back. It seemed unusual before the start of the game. Um, I mean, Neil, what come to you since you just come in? What did you make of? Um, Tommy Asu starting at left back when Kieran Tierney was on the bench. I mean, it worked to perfection because Salah was in his pocket. But before the game, I was thinking, what is going on? I mean, what did you make of that decision beforehand? And obviously, looking at the game, it worked, didn't it? Yeah, that was uh, I was a bit of a shock. I thought, hang on a minute, when did he become a utility <laughs> player? <laughs> you know, well, we even a left back. I mean, he's well, a yeah. right back. He can play centre back, but a left back? I know. I, I know. I had no idea he could do that. I never. I, I didn't mm. know. I mean, so there are people saying that, that they knew about it. I, I didn't know, and I was a complete shock. And I thought, what's he doing? This is a. Bit, is it risky or what? But my goodness me, what a performance! I mean, I had him yeah. as one of up there as one of the players of the matches. He was. He was, yeah. he was absolutely shutting everything out. And I think I think I think I may have just heard uh, Jason earlier saying about um, Trent. You don't, you know, he didn't think it was an injury. I think it's because he was just being run ragged. I also think that's the reason why they put Salah off as well because yeah, he had no answers yeah. for Tommy. Yeah, yes, he was absolutely yeah. superb. I mean, there was a couple of times when I just saw him do stuff, and I was like, the way he's just shut out that potential attack, mm. uh, and he's playing out of position. I think what what is going on here? I mean, I've always referred to him as the T101, the Terminator, and now he's definitely proved it now. And it's honestly, what a performance by him. And it just shows um, the flexibility now we've got at the back where so many of the players can potentially be moved around if need mm. be, which then gives options for a couple of those players who could even make, move into the central mid midfield position if possible, if need be. Like, like players like Sinchenko, you know, he could potentially do that if we're, if we're short. But essentially now we've got three quality left backs. Oh, I'm who yeah. that. 
know. You know, we were worried about, you know, Tavares was supposed to be the guy to come in and cover um, uh, Tierney. But now we've got Tierney. Tierney's now third choice. He's become third choice in like three months. What's going on, Rich? What's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. This is a team building two or three people in every position. Yeah, we're gonna get it. We're we're doing this this year. We're we're doing. You know what? You know you don't have to ask me what my prediction is. You know where I'm going. No, no, we we, we, uh, we know what your yeah. prediction is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I was so so chuffed. Very surprised, but very chuffed and so pleased for him. Um, but what a just just as I've come in late, just what an all round performance. I I I think we just very much like Tottenham. We deserve to win the game. I thought we mm. we were better over the over the ninety minutes on both games. Um, and they can go on about, you know, uh, the decisions, what have you. I, I think we 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 deserved it. We deserved it. And I'm sorry, uh, that was a penalty for me all day long. Uh, I don't care. You know, you've got people, pundits saying it's a soft penalty, but it's a penalty. But so then it's a penalty. Why are you trying to yeah. make it out? Yeah. If, if, no, no, you you're know, right, it's, it's black or white. You know, it's not, you know, not in the middle or a little bit of this or a little bit of that. <laughs> if it's a penalty, it's a penalty, end of the day. Um, and... You know, how many times have we come up the croppers of the wrong end of decisions, especially against Liverpool? And what about mm. the fact that Jesus was knocked out unconscious and nothing was given? Absolutely nothing was given. So, sorry, I think we, we, we there was a bit of luck and bad bad luck and good luck for both sides on that game. So, I don't want to hear from Liverpool fans saying, yeah, you won because of the penalty. No, 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 that, that's rubbish. We won because we deserve to win. And well, we are technically, showing... Neil, technically, we did win because of the penalty because that was a winning goal. No, but what I'm saying is <laughs> they're, they're, they're probably making the excuse that if that hadn't been yeah. given, then you wouldn't have gone. I think we were good enough to win anyway. I think we would have because, won anyway, yeah. Because, do, because yeah. they... they they looked tired. They looked absolutely knackered um, because of our youth, because of our exuberance and exhilaration and all that drive and desire from those youngsters. I think they we hit, we hit them for six. I, didn't, I don't yeah. think they knew where they were going or coming. And it just shows the way he took those substitutes off. You know, some of their key players coming off because of us. I'm so proud. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly right what you said about Mo Salah. He didn't get a kick in that game. Well, no, he got one. I think one, he got past Tommy Asu once in the first half and that was it. And then he got taken off because he was ineffective. And he was ineffective because of the performance of Tommy Asu, which was an Arteta masterclass. You've got to say, you know, I was, when I looked at that team sheet, I'm thinking, I didn't know if it was maybe a three at the back and we were trying something different. I'm thinking, no, surely he's not going to make that many changes in a game like this. But it wasn't. It was just literally playing Tommy Asu at left back. And you have to say, well done, Arteta, for that, because it was a stroke of genius. He must have worked on it. And what I noticed as well, although he's a right back and he's, he's sort of more right footed, so many times he got forward, put a ball in with his left foot without him thinking about it. Just natural. It's like he's a two footed player, Tommy Asu. And what a, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's back in the team because, you know, he, he, he was a great player for us last season until his injury. And he struggled to get a game this season, hasn't he? Because Ben White's kept his place at right back. And you're thinking, is Tommy Asu going to play much? And he's just shown now, actually, he's, he's as good a left-back as we've got, isn't he? Which is great to see. Hey, go on, Melvin. Well, I don't think that um, left-back is his main position to play in. Because if there's two no. or three at the Viper position, we're wasting a great talent. I think he's probably the best defender we've got, in all honesty. He's brilliant. He's a pure defender. He, he knows how to defend. He's clever. He can read the game. He can tackle, he's strong, he's great in the air. Perhaps we're missing a trick, perhaps giving Gabriel a rest and playing next to Saliba. Yeah, I mean, Gabriel has been, he seems to be making a, a crucial mistake in every game at the moment, doesn't he? The one yesterday led to a goal, the penalty against Tottenham. He begins to panic. That's the yeah. right, that's right. He begins to yeah. panic. 
He's he's not in a great run of form at the minute, Gabriel. And he is he's maybe the weak link. At the, funny enough, last season he was our strongest defender for most of the season, and this season he's become the weakest link, which is not um, which is not great. And yeah, maybe he's the one that could that could be the change, possibly, or moving Ben White there and putting Tommy Asso at right back. Who knows? That, their options aren't Either they? Way. Um, yeah, either, either way. way, yeah. And I, th I think you're right. I think Gabriel maybe needs a rest out of the team, you know, just to do him some good, not for any other reason particularly. But he looks to be struggling at the minute with confidence. And, you know, I'm, I'm a bit concerned. I think he's he's not far off of getting a red card at some point because when his confidence has gone, we saw that before, he can make silly mistakes, silly challenges and stuff like that. So, um, which could cost us a game if he does that. So, yeah, I, I would be looking at that as as a change for the next few games in the Premier League, just to take him out of it a little bit and, and let him... He needs a rest anyway. He needs a bit of a rest. Yeah, he does. He does, yeah. He, he's the one, isn't he? You can just tell he's not on his game at all, is he? He worries me no. every time the ball goes near him at the minute. I mean, he's that. I think Saliba's got him out of trouble so many times in in other yeah. games where he's made mistakes, and Saliba's covered for him and it hasn't led to a goal. But obviously, there's some occasions when Saliba can't be, be two places at once. And yesterday's goal, that first goal, was an example. That wasn't it. Saliba was going to cover that. Gabriel didn't need to even get that ball. He tried to get it when he couldn't and made the situation worse, and then couldn't get back. Um, and that just sums up how he's playing at the minute. But yeah, I agree. I think maybe. Um, that needs to be the change, but we'll see. Um, Terry's in the chat here. Terry says, uh, to be fair, Richard, that Liverpool fan on Talk TV, I don't know what game he was watching. Yeah, I wasn't really sure. I don't think he watched the game at all, actually. He seemed to think Liverpool are going to win the Champions League and come second. Uh, quite what he's basing it on so far. I mean, I suppose they could still, but 14 points we are ahead of Liverpool. 14 points. So, yeah, it's only nine games in. There's still 31 games to play, but, you know, I don't know. I just feel that that is a big gap for Liverpool to make up, you know, at this point in the season. But anyway, we'll see um, what happens. Terry says there, um, as everyone knows, I'm not an Arteta sexual, but to be fair, I thought he'd done really well yesterday, a big improvement. Well, it's, it's every week that you can see the improvements each week, can't we now? And I say that tactical decision to play Tommy Asso at left back was a genius, absolute genius. You've got to say that, you know. You know, whatever your thoughts on Arteta, that was genius. That was brilliant. And, you know, he needs to get full credit for that um, because that's definitely uh, the way it was. Uh, Terry says, yeah, spot on nearly a pen, a pen's a pen. Yeah, exactly. If, if it's a pen, it's a penalty, whether it's soft or not. We've had loads of soft ones go against us. I kind of agree with Jason. I've, I've always said that. How would I feel if the decisions go against us? I've always based it on that. And if I would be annoyed if, if it went against, if it went the other way, then I would feel sorry for the other team. And I think we would all have been screaming for a penalty on Gabriel's handball if it was a Liverpool player. I think we all have been screaming for a penalty. And we got away with that one, I think, personally, given what happened the day before. The penalty as well, if that was against us, you'd look at it and think, yeah, OK, it was contact. It probably is a penalty, but you'd be a little bit miffed, wouldn't you? <laughs> but yeah, you say that. I don't care. Going back to what um, to what Neil said about um, you know it's a soft penalty. There's no it's either a, if it's a soft penalty. It's still a penalty. The same yeah. way you can't have half a goal. It's either a goal right. or it ain't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right, so, and that's it. If it's a foul, it's a foul, isn't it? Regardless of how soft a foul yeah. it is, it's either a foul or it isn't. And that's the Richard, thing, isn't it? Richard, so, you're too nice. You're too nice because let's let's put it let's do it hypothetically the other way around. Say. That was uh, we. It was the other way around, and Liverpool were awarded the penalty that Jesus was, and mm. we weren't awarded. Uh, we were awarded, or they were awarded the. Uh, the the say, just say it was all twisted. How many Liverpool fans would be saying, "Oh, you know, I look at look at it from the other way around." How we 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 feel, you know, feel a bit sorry for them. I don't think there'll be many, 
Stop being no, so no, nice, I, guys. You're too no, nice they to wouldn't. <laughs> I'm sure they wouldn't. But, uh, you know, if, if if that had been Mo Salah for the Jesus penalty, we'd have been screaming he's a diver. We'd have been screaming that all. We'd have been talking about it tonight. What a diver Mo Salah yeah, is yet I, again, yeah, diving I, against us. I kind, you know. of agree. I kind of agree with that. You're right. But I, I think the thing is, to be honest, when I first saw it live, I thought, oh, it's not going to be given. It's not going to be given. No, but I then didn't. when I saw the replay, when he did, does actually kick his path or kicks his yeah, shin or whatever it is, there yeah. is contact. So if there's contact, isn't the rule of the, rule of the book now that's a penalty? Surely. All right. It doesn't matter if uh, Jesus was over theatrical with it. The point is there was still contact. So mm. I don't I know. For me, it was a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. It, it was a penalty. It was, there was contact. Obviously, Jesus got his foot in front of the yeah. Liverpool player. He got the ball and then he, he's, he was caught. He was kicked in the back of the foot wasn't he so mm. it was a foul and it'll be a free kick outside the penalty area so it was a penalty but i think we would all have been screaming that mo salah had died if it was mo salah out in the end of the yeah but that's mo salah i think that's football for you isn't it that's, that's what we do don't we as football fans we we back our team don't we and we we think things like that but ultimately i say i don't think that was the reason why we won the game we won the game because we were the better team we deserve to win the game i totally agree and liverpool tough luck We've we've been on the wrong end of plenty against them over the years, so I don't care. I don't feel sorry for Liverpool. I just think that was those decisions. You could see if they'd gone the other way, then you know they could have gone the other way. Let's be honest; they have gone the other way plenty of times against us, and you know it went our way at this moment in time. We're in a good run of form, and those things seem to happen, don't they? When you're playing well, you just seem to get those decisions go your way. So I'm enjoying it, but yeah, uh, you know that wasn't why we won. I don't think we deserve to win. Now, go on, Jason. I, I think uh, another irritating thing with uh, penalty shouts, especially like Jesus's yesterday, is um, we always see the the replays in slow motion, and in slow yeah. motion, everything looks less. You know, I mean, sometimes it can look really, bad. it can look worse. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. It looked really soft yesterday in slow motion. If we saw that from every angle we saw in slow motion at full speed, you can see that as clear he kicks his leg, his leg shifts, mm. you know, because they cut away, the contact is made and you see a slow motion of the leg slightly moving and then they cut away to the next shot. If you see that in slow, in, in normal speed, you see the how much force goes into Jesus's leg and how much it, it alters, you know, the movement. So, yeah, again, yeah. you know, like you said, they just need to be consistent. They just need to sort out the consistency. Exactly, yeah. And that, that's the thing, isn't it? I think the consistency issue. I mean, um, it, it's its its strange that, you know, we're we kind of um, talking about decisions that have gone in our favour because so many times we've, over the last few years, we've been only talking about VAR and stuff when it's gone against us. And it's nice that they've gone in our, in our favour. I mean, um, the, way I look, the way I looked at that penalty was, you know, soft, whatever you want to call it, um, the referee gave it at the time straight away, didn't he? It wasn't VAR that gave it. It was a referee who was literally five yards away. And it's the sort of decision where if he gives it, VAR probably aren't going to overturn it. If he doesn't give it, VAR aren't going to give it, are they? VAR, if he, if he hadn't given a penalty for that, I don't think VAR would have overturned that decision. I don't. Because it was one of them ones that they go with the referee at the time, I think, with one of them. It's not one that they're going to say, go and look at the screen, look at it again. They'll just give whatever the referee's got and say, yeah, we're going to stick with that. And I think they... If he hadn't given it, they wouldn't have given it on VAR personally. I don't think they would have done. We'll never know because he did. And he was close enough to it to make that decision, wasn't he, the referee? He was right there, wasn't he? Literally five yards away. So, you know, he, he did and that's, that's great. But, yeah. Sorry, Rich. To keep, sorry, I can tell. I promise the last time. The other thing was, I mean, the, the, the players, the Arsenal players carried on. You know, they didn't, they didn't, they weren't all like no. screaming and shouting. They just no. carried on. So I, I thought that was... I mean that can be looking taken us two ways. You know, they they probably thought maybe they thought themselves it wasn't a pen, or 
they just thought, well, we're not going to give, be given it. And they, they tried to still make something of it, which I really liked because I, I, I saw that's the difference I'm, I'm seeing in this team. It's just like they're just relentless. They just keep going no matter what. And they're, you know, they're, they're, they'll play to the whistle, which is nice to see, which is something we haven't always done. So I, I really like the fact that we carried it on, carried on. There was quite a few passes before eventually it all came to a stop and then it was looked at. So I quite like that from the team, actually. I, that was good. No, no, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think maybe some of the players that were involved in that, because that came about the ball was flying around the penalty, wasn't it? Bobbling around. We had shots blocked and crosses flying in. And that happened for a, a period of a, a few minutes before. And I just think the players were just so focused on that that they didn't necessarily think, is it a penalty or not? But the referee was right there and gave it straight away, didn't he? Um, which was good. Um, Michael is in from um, Arsenal above all. Good to see you, mate. He says, evening all. Can't understand all the soft penalty stuff. There was contact. If he if he got a piece of the ball, fine. But Thiago didn't. He said, look what happened with Erdegaard on Ericsson at Old Trafford. Yeah, exactly. And contact's contact, isn't it? And, you know, that's how it is. And we, we understand that. And it was given and we're happy. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's a shame that maybe in a way, it's a shame that proved to be the decisive goal because it's a talking point and people are going to say, oh, well, Arsenal were lucky. Well, I don't care if we were lucky. We wasn't. I don't care if people think we were, because we deserve to win that game, as we said, and we, we played well. And we've gone toe-to-toe with who were last season the second-best team in Europe, because they was the runners-up in the Champions League, and we've beaten them, and deservedly so. Maybe we should have beaten by a few more goals, actually. Um, would have been would have been nice, wouldn't it? But, I mean, it is, it's a great feeling to finally win a game like that when it, it matters, because last time we beat Liverpool, was no crowd in. Um, in the Premier League and it was a game where Liverpool had already won the league and they wasn't probably that bothered. Um, to beat them or to beat a team like them with a full crowd in a game that matters is a massive, massive issue now. And it's something that hopefully we can take a lot of confidence from going forward. And when we play the big games coming up, we've got a lot more big games this season, hopefully um, a lot more big games. And we can hopefully take the confidence with that. Because I think in the past, there was always a doubt. You know, we lost to Man United this season when we shouldn't have done. But there's that doubt there, isn't there? Can we do it in against the bigger teams? Yes, we've probably got better teams to play. Liverpool haven't been playing that well. We've got City to come. We've got other difficult games. Brighton are playing well. We've got to play them quite soon as well. So we've got some tough games. And this is going to give us a lot of confidence, I think, to go on. And, you know, we beat Tottenham the week before. They're only defeated a season. Um, and now we've beaten Liverpool back to back. I mean, it's it's great stuff, isn't it? And um, hopefully we can keep this momentum going. I'm 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 actually now the closer that we get into this World Cup break, the less I'm wanting it to come because it's going to disrupt our momentum. If we're still winning games up to that point, and then we have a break for six weeks because of the World Cup, what what state we're we going to come back in? It's like starting a new season, isn't it? And that's what worries me now. At the time, I thought it wasn't going to be. It might be a good thing for us to have a break, but now it's not because. You want the momentum to keep going, don't you? You want to keep playing. And I thought, I mean, maybe we should just keep playing our games and everyone else can go on holiday. We'll just carry on playing and keep the momentum going. So we'll, we'll come back after the World Cup. We'll have like a 35-point lead at the top and they've all got to catch up with the games in hand. That would be good, wouldn't it? But unfortunately, we can't do that because I'll fire players a bit at the World Cup anyway. Um, but yeah, so that was Liverpool. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Top of the, Actually, what we, what we need to do, we just need to make sure that everybody knows. It's just slightly worrying that we're playing so well and Man City are still just one point behind us. <laughs> you know, the way we're playing, the games that we've won, we should be five, six points clear, shouldn't we? We're not. 
but anyway we're top and that's the main thing and long may that continue um now of course um you know in between all these league games that we've got coming up now um the uh, europa league is kicking in now regular week after week so we've got two games a week and we just had one game against uh, the Norwegian team, Bodo Glimpse, and we've got another one coming up. So let's have a little look at these this Norwegian team, which I actually was quite impressed with the other night. It's kind of um, unusual to see a team come to the Emirates and play football and try to win a game. Because most teams in the Premier League sit back, defend, and it's up to us to break them down. Whereas with Bodo, I felt that they came and had a go, didn't they? They they played football, they they tried to play their normal game, they tried to score goals, and in the end, um, we won the game pretty comfortably, mainly on our first-half performance, which was really, really good. Um, but I thought fair play to Bodo. Their fans were great in the corner in the yellow. You know, they, they made a lot of noise. They enjoyed their, their day and the night out, which was great. And obviously they I thought they played well and I think it's going to be a tricky game. I mean Melvin what did you make of that on Thursday because it was a it was a, a strange game because we played really well in the first half. The second half they were a better team wasn't they for long spells actually. They took it to us didn't they? I mean they had a fair amount I don't know what the stats were Richard but they had a fair me sitting there I thought they've got a fair amount of possession for an away Yeah they did yeah. They knocked the ball around quite nicely. I think they lacked the last the, the um at the end, up top end of the pitch they just yeah. didn't have it the uh, firepower up there. They had a couple no. of big guys that were there, but they just couldn't do it. No, it was uh, it was good. It was quite entertaining. It wasn't, mm. I didn't, obviously, didn't feel under pressure at all. But it, as you say, nice to see a team come to the, to the Emirates and try and play football. They're two on the trot now. You know, mm. uh, so uh, I suppose anything looks attractive after watching the other lot the other week. <laughs> at the Emirates. Yeah, so, that's uh, true, yeah. So perhaps they weren't that so it's, um, entertaining, Bodo, perhaps it was just that uh, Reminiscing what we had put up with before. No, um, no, it was good. I mean, we got them on Thursday. Um, that's an early kickoff, isn't it? That one. So I look yeah, forward to it. It's it's good because we can still make a few changes for that game. Mm. We won't go mad. We make a few changes where necessary, and then uh, go for the next one. Leads go for that. But it is important, I'm told, we to win the league. Because I think we miss out a game if we win. Is that correct? You miss out a, a, a stage, yeah. You go to the last 16, I think, or instead of the last 32, whatever it is. Yeah, you miss a round. Oh, it's out. quite important. Yeah, Lots it will be very out. important. Yeah, I would yeah. say so, yeah. And let, let's be honest, when you look at this group, um, we should be winning it, shouldn't we? Let's be honest, we should be winning it. Um, but, you know, I think Bodo showed enough last week to suggest that on, on their home ground, which they are this week, it's going to be a difficult game for us, I think, especially if yeah. we're playing a very similar team, you know, with, with the squad players, if you like. Yes, there's some very good players in that group as well. But um, I think that could be a, a, a tricky game for us, actually, on Thursday over there. It's going to be cold at the Arctic Circle and, you know, the, the pitch probably won't be the best and, and stuff like that. So it's going to be a, a different experience, maybe. But, yeah, we should win that group. And if we do, it's going to be a massive bonus in the knockout stage, isn't it, to have two two games less? Which is, you know, with our squad as it is at the minute, I think that's it's going to be a massive plus for us, isn't it? To have less games to play after the World Cup, which is going to be a congested fixture list again, isn't it? With the FA Cup kicking in, and it, we still might be in the Carabao Cup as well, and you know the, the Europa League and the Premier League, it's going to be crazy. So, yeah, that will be a massive bonus. We should win the group. I mean, Jason, what did you make of of Bodo Glimpse? A, a lovely name for a team, a great kit they had, and their fans were amazing. I, I quite like them actually. They're definitely my favourite Norwegian team. I've got to be honest now. <laughs> yeah. that. 
Yeah, head of Mulder, that's for sure. Um, yeah, no, I just again to echo what Melvin said. I think I think they played some pretty good football. And um, I was just looking at the stats there; they actually did have more possession than us, um, mm. and they did they did uh, play more passes than us as well. But we had more shots, more corner. Well, they didn't have a single corner in that game. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I think they played pretty adventurous football. I think we looked a little bit sluggish at times, as you said. We you know we looked good in the first half. In the second mm. half, we looked a bit off. Um, I think we'll go with a fairly similar team on Thursday. Yeah, I, do. I don't yeah. think we'll make too many changes. You know, Tommy Asu will play right back. I imagine Tierney will play left back. Um, I'm just wondering, like you mentioned earlier with Gabriel possibly needing a break, I wonder if he'll play again alongside Rob Holden or if maybe we'll put Saliba on the left or maybe we'll try something different altogether. I don't know. But um, yeah, no, I quite like the look of them. Um, obviously, uh, was it last season where they beat Roma? They knocked Roma yeah. down into yeah. They knocked Roma down into. They, they knocked uh, Celtic out as well in the Conference League. Yeah, you know they're clearly no mugs, and their their manager mm. has the bravado of oh I know how to beat Arsenal, and clearly he ended up with <laughs> egg on his face, and you know, we'll see well, how it goes on Thursday. We've but got another chance. But um, yeah, no, I think they I think they came and gave it a good go. As you said, their support was excellent. Mm. You know, right right to the last. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, on another night, who knows. You know, if, if they managed to get an early goal, it could have crippled our confidence. You know, mm. if we were misfiring, you know, who knows what might have happened. I think we, I think the scoreline flattered us a little bit. And I'm not sure um, if it was a 3-0, you know, obviously it was a 3-0 game. We won 3-0, but you know, yeah, I, I, I think, I think we were, we were a bit off the pace and, you know, maybe a little fortunate to, uh, to control the game as much as we did. And hopefully... We can put in a better result, uh, a better performance as a whole on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I didn't realise they the possession stats were in Bodo's favour because that would that not mean two games in a row now we've had less possession and still won and scored three goals, which maybe suggests that you know while Arteta gets the impression that his style of play is very possession based, actually the last two games we've had less possession scored six goals and won both games, which is actually a real positive, isn't it? Because I'm sure Liverpool had more possession, didn't they, in that game? Yes. Uh, according to the stats, Bodo had 51% possession to our 49, and Liverpool had 56 to our 44. So, yeah. but, you know... And news, isn't it? For our, what for what our matters is the scoreline, you know, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's good that we can... It's good that we can win games both ways, isn't it? Because yeah, I, I, I'm always, I've always been a little bit concerned that we were a little bit too one-dimensional with Arteta we had to play one way and one way only and if that one way didn't work then we didn't have an alternative but it seemed as though now we're developing an alternative in fact we are a very very good counter-attacking team we saw that yesterday two of those goals were brilliant counter-attacks wasn't they fast incisive and we've done that in other games as well not not just against Liverpool and that kind of is the other aspect of the, the, the side that we've not when you're a possession-based team you don't often get the chance to counter-attack so much because you've got the ball so much um and that was good to see those last two games i didn't realize both i mean that was very close to bodo game 51 to 49 i mean it's almost equal isn't it but you know to actually have less possession in two games running and win and win both games well and score six goals is a really really positive for me because that's not what you would have imagined an arteta team to be able to do on a consistent basis because that's not you know it's a possession-based style isn't it you know like the manchester city kind of style so um but that, that's really good actually i i, I was um that's maybe impressive even more by hearing that 
uh, that Vodo had more possession. I'm sure next week, or this week coming up, it, over there in Norway, it'll probably be, I think it'll be maybe more heavily in, in Bodo's favour, the possession, actually. And, you know, we may have to play on a counter-attack again, which, you know, looks like it's, it could well work. You know, I thought Eddie Eddie did well. I mean, Neil, what did you make of the Bodo glimpse game on, on the whole? And obviously, I, I just love Bodo glimpse at the minute. They're just my favourite Norwegian team. I'm loving them. I might buy a yellow top just to, you know, to celebrate the yellowness. Um, but as long as we win against them again, I'll be even more happy. But they they made it fun, didn't they? Actually, they made it a fun night. I thought, and they kind of it, it was it was it was enjoyable, and that was down to them as much as anything. As, as it, much as it was, it was great. It really was. I mean, I I was lucky to be sitting right in the middle above the set of fans, and I was just watching them. Yeah. They were in total harmony, and they were synchronized, yeah. unbelievably synchronized. Yeah, yeah. It was really, it was really weird having that view because I, I was trying to catch one of them out, but they weren't. Every single one of them was synchronized, and yeah, got the drums were. going, and it really made for the atmosphere. Because for the first time, actually, in a while, I don't know, Melvin, if you agree, I think our fans were a little bit muted. They weren't as loud. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't get the same feeling as I have done in previous games, and I just it's a different it crowd, Neil, isn't it? The Europa League is a slightly different crowd, I think. Yeah, right, yeah, it? I think exactly. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it, it is very different. I'm sure I wasn't lucky enough to be at the game on, uh, you know, against Liverpool, but I'm sure that, that, that from the TV you could hear how amazing that was. So yeah, that, that's not it's not a criticism. I just thought no, what no, made up right. for that was the Bodo fans. They, they 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 just added that little bit of atmosphere. Yeah. And I thought generally the game, yeah, I think we were we were fine in the first half. We had some great moves. I I, I I was impressed by Marquinhos right from the off. Um, Vieira, Tiantini played well, you know, considering yeah, yeah, that he's yeah. not the favoured first choice anymore. Um, you know, Vieira was great, set up that goal, and you know, it, it's it's and he scored one himself. Um, and the only the only the only thing is, I think we kind of just took our foot off the gas second half, maybe because these players don't play enough together. Um, and that's what Arteta said, didn't he? he, he yeah, said that, didn't he? that's it. And he, I think he did he did say that he wants them. To, to sharpen up their, their almost like their um, telepathy between each other and the movement. And he says that's only going to come with minutes. And it's not their fault. You cannot blame the players. So he took them off to not give them the minutes yeah. to play together. <laughs> he did, actually. That's <laughs> that's that's you complain that they don't play together enough and then you take them off with 20 minutes to go. I agree. I, I, I thought that was bizarre. When I was in, I, I was watching that, I thought, why, why why is he making these substitutions? Because I was worried about them getting an injury and we've got a massive game coming up. Yeah, I so when that, Jesus was coming on, I'm like, no, Jesus, no, sit down. Exactly. <laughs> we don't need you. Exactly, Rich. It's like, yeah. What are you doing? As if he gets an injury, that, yeah. we're in trouble. You know, we yeah. need our best eleven on Sunday. Thankfully, nothing happened, but it could have done. And you know the yeah. way Jesus plays, you're like weaving in and out of the penalty. He could easily yeah. get injured. I mean, he, I mean, he set up that amazing goal. I mean, yeah, God, is, my yeah. what a scintillating run! So generally, I enjoyed it. I mean, now I enjoy anything to do with Arsenal at the moment. Of course, I do. You know, it's just great to see, great to be a part of it. But I have to give credit to the Bodo fans. They were brilliant. I, I I don't normally like to applaud the you know the opposition fans, but I have to give it to them. They made the atmosphere that day. I thought that was that was excellent. So it was it was nice to be a yeah. part of that for sure. No, it was yeah. I, I thought they, they were amazing actually. And uh, we had we had one in last week, didn't we? Um, what was his name again? I can't remember now. Um, he, he was in the chat, wasn't he? A Bodo fan. Steve's friend. Yeah. Steve's mate. Yeah, Steve, Steve's new mate. Yeah, it's a shame he's not in the chat again, actually, because it'd be quite nice to know what he made of it or what he made of his trip to London and, and stuff like that. But you yeah. haven't got four spare hours, Richard, to talk to him about the game, have we? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but Jam's in the chat there. He says, um, We didn't win 11 0. No, we didn't win 11 0. No, which somebody did say we was going to win 11 0, didn't they? I can't remember who it was that said that now. Somebody did, didn't they? Was it, it wasn't you, Neil, was it? You didn't say 11 0, did you? Get I, I, said, I said 3 1, so I was close. 
It was close. Was it Steve said 11 0? I think it was it Steve that said 11 0. I'm sure somebody said 11 0. I don't think we ever really thought that we would. Um, Terry said, maybe it was Terry you know, he says um, some great scores. Uh, Terry says, My only worry is the number of chances we uh, we don't score from. Yeah, but having said that, we've scored nine in the last three games, so we can't really have too many complaints about that. You know, that's that's a decent enough run. Actually, no, we scored we scored twelve in the last four, haven't we? Because we got three the game before Spurs as well, didn't we? It was Brentford, wasn't it? Or was there a yeah, game in between? Sure. Yeah, it was three against Brentford as well. So we're scoring three goals a game, which is not bad, is it? I think we'll all be quite happy with that. Yeah, we we're missing some chances, but if we're scoring three goals every game, that's going to be generally enough to win. Um, the beauty is, is that go back a year or two. And if we missed that chance, we weren't going to score any goals. We oh, no, no, so many right. chances yeah. now. That's the yeah. difference. Yeah, and we're still we're scoring. We, we might be missing five or six, but we're scoring three, so who cares? Yeah. Um, uh, James has put a comment here. He says, the possession against Liverpool doesn't indicate we played poorly, though. Know, look at our XG. We are worth wins. No, I mean, I don't think it, I don't think possession ever indicates that you play badly. You, you set Some teams set out to play on a counter-attack, and, you know, Man United are an example of that. And if it works and you win the game, that's what you've done exactly what you set out to do. So you haven't played badly. I'm not saying that we set out to counter-attack Liverpool necessarily. I just think Liverpool have more possession. It's just a way that they maybe play the game, isn't it? And we were quite happy at times to let them have it in front of us. They didn't cause us too many problems. And then when we got the ball, we got it forward quickly and were, were dangerous every time we went forward, really, wasn't we? We looked really, really threatening. And that's that's the good thing. That's the big difference, isn't it, I think? Um, James says, I agree with Neil. I love anything Arsenal at the moment. Um, top of three leagues. Yeah, that's true. Um, if two Arsenal uh, players spat uh, at a window... Um, and they um, had a race who trickled down first. I'd watch it. Um, love it. Well, I'm not quite sure if I'd quite enjoy that. But, yeah, I'm certainly enjoying everything else. Um, Henry uh, says, yeah, good evening, everyone. It's a great feeling to beat Liverpool. Uh, I can't stop watching the uh, the reviews. over and over. No, no, exactly. It's, it has been great. It was a great win yesterday. It is, it's always nice to beat Liverpool, isn't it? Let's be honest. And even nicer when, um, you know, clock comes out crying at the end as well, which is quite nice to see. Um, Terry says, not me. It was 4 I, I think you did say 4-1, actually. Yeah, I'm sure somebody said pretty. 11 nil. was it Rajandra mate did you say 11 oh it was you <laughs> it was Rajandra said 11 nil. there you go um so we're not surprised it didn't come off at 11 nil. but anyway um what we need to do actually obviously we play them on Thursday again away from home Melvin what will be your score prediction for that game I'm not expecting that we'll make a load of changes from the last week's game I think it'll be quite similar um what are you expecting it to be it's going to be tough I think do they play on artificial pitch because a lot of them sort of Norwegian teams and Scandinavians have artificial pitch don't they because of the weather I think it's going to be very tough. I'll go for a 2-1 win. A 2-1 win. Well, I mean, a 2-1 win would be great because that would all yeah, go for that. Yeah, 2-1 would be uh, would be quite good. Jason, what are you thinking for a score prediction for Bodo? Having seen Bodo, obviously, in the first game, you know a little bit more about him. Now, last week, we didn't have a clue what we were talking about, but at least now we've got some <sighs> idea what to expect from him. I mean, what, what are you thinking the score maybe away from home? I think we'll keep a clean sheet. I reckon 2-0. 2-0. I think Marquinhos with a brace. Good. Ooh. Jason, I must say, Jason, I'm glad you're wearing a blue collar. Because I uh, and it, and it, because other without that, I thought you might have been that, that Norwegian guy from last week. I just remembered his name was Henning. Henning, yeah, you might have been Henning. Just to confirm, they do play on an artificial pitch. So, well done for wearing that blue bit. Thank you. 
No, I, I thought they might because a lot of the Scandinavian teams do, don't they? Because of the weather, they yeah. if they played on a grass pitch, they'd never play in the winter, would they? Not that their season generally runs through the winter, but it is, it is an artificial pitch. There you go, you see, that's going to add to our issues. It's never easy, is it, playing on an artificial pitch, I suppose? Um, so that makes a difference to, to the game as well. I mean, Neil, what are you thinking, having, having seen Bodo? How do you think we'll get on on Thursday? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be. I, number one, I didn't know it was an artificial pitch. So uh, well, I think it might have been, but yeah. Uh, uh, so that has changed things a little bit. Um, I think I, I'm going with what Jason said. I think 2-0. I think we'll just just get it. We'll just have enough for them. Uh, but it's going to be difficult. And I don't know. It's an unknown artificial pitch. Ah, not sure now. But you know what? Sorry, just going back to one thing. I didn't know about if we finish top, you can skip two of the games. That's fantastic. Yeah, you missed one round out. Yeah. It, I think Second I think they've got more teams two. in this year. I think that's it's, why. It's the Champions League team that drops down plays second place. Right. So they've got to then battle out to get to the next round, whereas top just gets oh, through yeah. on the next yeah. round. Fantastic. Oh, we have to go. We have to go for it then. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's been so helpful. Yeah. No. Yeah, anyway, two nil. I'll go for two nil. Yeah, well, told, two, two nil. Yeah, I'm still going for two one. I'm told, although they've got plastic grass, the cups you get at half time with a tea in it or a drink in it is made of grass. That's what I'm told. <laughs> so they've got real cups, not official grass. Yeah. No, well, there you go. That's 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 quite good. We'll have to see um, what happens. There. Terry says, uh, uh, "Did anyone else notice Richard blames me first? Well, that's because your score lines tend to be a bit like that, Terry. That's why. You know, it, it tends to be slightly more goals than most people would assume." Um, James just said, "There, so we'll win eight nil Thursday." <laughs> he said to to Agenda because um, James says, "Agenda meant eleven nil over both games." Yeah, that's probably what he meant. Yeah. So it's still going to be 8-0 on Thursday, then, which would be good, wouldn't it? Um, Regenda says, yeah, we will still score three to keep up our scoring three goals per match. Well, yeah, maybe we will. Um, and James says, is it made of Lego? No, that's Arteta's hair. That's made of Lego. The, the pictures are made of Lego. Denmark. It's an com- easy confusion to make with the with the Lego, but it's, that's actually his hair. Um, and James says, oh, wait, no, sorry, Norway invented Lego. Hey, Denmark is Denmark invented Norway. Yeah. Uh, Lego, it did, yeah, Denmark invented Lego. Not, uh, not Norway, but it's all it's all the same, isn't it? It's all the same part of the world. But you know, I was hoping, uh, like the women, they would score a good number of goals to get a, a bigger score like going and have it. Well, yeah, but they were not a bad side, Bodo. I think maybe we underestimated them a little bit last week. We didn't know anything about them, to be fair. So it's understandable, isn't it? Um, so, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I think... The artificial pitch thing is, is a worry, not only from the football perspective, but the fact that it can lead to injuries. So I'm hoping that none of the important players play. Saliba, stay at home. Jesus, stay at home. Don't travel. You know, Xhaka, don't travel. Xhaka, Partey, don't travel. We don't need to take that risk in a, in a game that with the rest of the squad playing, we should still be strong enough to get the right result um, to keep us on top of the group. And, you know, we know how important it is. Um, so, yeah, I would not want to risk too many of the main players or, or the big players that we need um, on an artificial pitch where, you know, there's a risk of injury. So that may have an influence on the result. Uh, I, I say I was impressed with Bodo. I thought they played well. And I, you know, I kind of almost wanted them to score at the end just because I thought their fans deserved the goal to cheer really. But, um, I think they might well get one on their on their home pitch. They'll, they'll know how to play on that pitch a lot better than we will. I think they will score. 
Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go with Melbourne. I think 2 1. I think we'll have enough for them to win. I think they will score. And I think it'll be a tough game on a difficult surface in difficult conditions. Um, and it'll be probably um, quite cold. Um, Terry says there, uh, sorry, Taps, I've got to go to work at nine. Have a great show. See you all soon, Richard, Magic, Neil, uh, Jay, Neil, and all in the Yeah, see you soon, Terry. Take it easy. Um, we're doing the Washington with the England game tomorrow. It's the Lionesses against Czech Republic. If you're if you're around for that, it'd be nice to see you. Um, Rajendra says it depends on if it's um. Uh, third or third gen pitch, they're very third or fourth. Yeah, I know there's a difference, isn't there? The the newer ones are better. I mean, I play five aside on a Thursday, and um, one of the pitches we used to play was horrible. Literally, your feet are knackered within ten minutes of playing. Whereas the other, the newer pitch is actually better. It's a little bit more giving it, and it's actually all right. So I'm sure it'd be a decent pitch, um, but even so, it's still not ideal, is it? You're better off playing on grass. Like, let's let's be fair, and I do think that will make a difference to the game. But yeah, I think we're all confident that we can win, and then a win in that game puts us pretty clear at the top, doesn't it? And puts us in a really good position with the two PSV games, which you would say the two PSV games are potentially the toughest games in the group, aren't they? Home and away against them, we get four points from them to uh, if we beat Bodo we've pretty much won the group and well, we have won the group if that's going to be what we do in them so um but yeah let's hope that's the case and then uh, we can maybe re relax for that last game against Zurich in the final group game we can you know play a few more of the kids and not have to worry too much um because we've won the group already um now of course after we go go to one freezing cold northern outpost we then got another game at another freezing cold northern outpost a few days later so not quite as far north but um it's still cold and it's still up north Leeds of course on Sunday um who've, they've had a bit of a mixed season so far haven't they they've been a bit up and down they've had some good performances some good results they've maybe had a few poor results as well thrown in uh, I suppose they're coming to terms with their new manager different style of play they're trying to play and whatever yeah um, one or two new signings as well um obviously we had a great result at Leeds last season didn't we that was that was at Christmas time freezing cold wasn't it it was a freezing cold outpost at North last year when we played them but we did win that game pretty easily um Johan in the chat there says dirty leads indeed yeah dirty leads that's exactly what they are they've always been dirty leads and um they'll always remain dirty leads but um it is a game again it is a game we're going to be favorites to win aren't we it seems to be like every week at the minute mainly um and it's um i think again it's going to be a tough game i think there's a good atmosphere at ellen road the crowd are always up for it they're always loud they get behind their team and they have got some good players and they do play some good football. And I don't think it's going to be an easy game. It's one that it's another test away from home. It's a big test for us. Um, I say we had a good result there last season. We, we've historically, certainly in recent years when we've played them there, we haven't, no one says not been in the Premier League that long, but in previous games before, we've got a good record there. We haven't lost at Ellen Road for a number of years, uh, quite a long time, actually. So it's a good ground for us. Um, but I say it's potentially could be a tough game because I think they've uh, they're playing some good football at times this season. I quite like what they're doing, um, and their manager seems like quite a fun guy, doesn't he? Jesse Marsh. He, he seems like he's uh, he's quite a character. I mean, Melbourne, what are you making ahead of this Leeds game? Because obviously it's important that we win it now. We need to keep winning to keep ourselves top of the league. But you know, we've got Thursday in Norway, a trip over there, a trip back again, another away game. It's it's a tough schedule, isn't it, this week? It is going to be very tough against Leeds. I mean, as you say, the crowd, I've been there so many times, Ellen Road, the crowd yeah. are really behind the team, wherever they yeah, play. Wow. Yeah. It's a very intimidating place, Ellen Road. And if you're yeah. not mentally up for it, or physically up for it, you're going to lose. Hopefully, mm. we've got over those um, 
those bumps in our past. Now we can match teams physically and we can match teams mentally. Don't, you know, be up for it, go in, get the job done and get out because that's what it's like with Leeds. You don't get, yeah. I know it looked easy last year. I think Martinelli got a couple, didn't he? Got a couple he did, of yeah. yeah, he did, yeah. But I think you've got to really, um, you know, you very rarely get an easy game there. You've got to really work hard. I've seen us go up there when we were really, really riding high and struggle mm. uh, a few times in the past. I've been up there, as I say, loads. I've got friends in Leeds and loads of times I've been up and watched us and it's like, oh my God. You know, you think you're going to have it. Even when we're going for the league that time and O'Leary was the manager. Yeah, they beat us. Yeah. No reason, no reason on earth why they would want to challenge us in that game and they gave everything. They gave everything and they beat us. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's going to be tough. We forget about what we've done this season. Forget about anything else. Just go into this game, go in the same attitude, physically and mentally, and we should be all right. Yeah, I mean, we, we should, but, you know, the Premier League, there's no there's no easy games in the Premier League these days, is there? Every game's competitive, especially away from home. But we've, we've been playing really well away from home, actually. We're not conceding yeah. goals. We've been very solid. In fact, apart from the Manchester United game, it's clean sheets everywhere else, isn't it? Away from yeah. home this season. So we're looking really solid. We, we set up well away from home. And, you know, that is looking in our favour again, isn't it? In a game that I say we are going to be uh, favourites, obviously, uh, obviously to win. Uh, Rajendra says that they're not the 70s leads with Billy Bremner. No, they're not. And it's not quite as intimidating as maybe back then, as Melvin probably remembers a lot more than... Uh, than we oh, do, yeah. but yeah, they were they were they were proper games against Leeds, then weren't they, Melvin, in the seventies oh, and the sixties? Phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. In fact, on Wednesday, I'll be talking about a home game we had against Leeds when uh, the year we won the double, and I've got to tell you, it's one of the best nil-nil draws I've ever ever seen. Wonderful, wonderful game, and I remember against Leeds. I mean, they they they'd kick you before you even got out in the in the. Yeah. the Johnny Giles, everybody. he was a, he was another one, wasn't he? Johnny Giles like getting stuck Giles, in, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But they were the trouble was they were a brilliant team. I don't know why yeah. they had to do that. They were phenomenal, unbelievable. But anyway, let's let's do the let's do the job on Sunday, eh? two o'clock. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, is, it isn't the same Leeds from the seventies, but even so, it'll still be a tough game, I'm sure. I mean, Jason, what have you made of Leeds this season? What are you expecting from them as much as anything else? I mean, you know that they're gonna they're at home. They're going to want to win the game. You know, they need to get some points on the board as well, don't they? Well, you look at their last five fixtures and they picked up two points. Since mm. beating Chelsea at Elland Road 3-0, they've picked up two points. But that's three losses away from home and two home draws. So you look at their home form and it's five points from, from three games, which isn't too mm. bad at all. Um, mm. But yeah, you know, I think we've got enough. I think, you know, like, like Melvin said, if we, we just get at them, uh, I think we've got more than enough firepower to break them down. But then at the same time, you know, they they have got firepower themselves. They've got speedsters. They've got Rodrigo, um, who I really liked when he was at Valencia. Um, I, I was actually quite surprised when Leeds signed Rodrigo. I was, I, I thought that was quite a coup, to be honest. I was, you know, and he hasn't really, you know, done anything too special there yet. But I would be playing him ahead of Patrick Bamford every day of the week, you know, so... Uh, I think he's probably one of their biggest threats. If we can keep him quiet, I think we can potentially win the game. And and if they play him as the number 10 and Patrick Bamford ahead of him, mm. I think if we nullify Rodrigo, we pretty much nullify the game. 
and we can just take it to them. But I think we, you know, we have to start quick. We have to start aggressive and we have to just play our football and just get in their face and just, just make sure that we just outpass them, outplay them, just, just beat them in every area, you know, have Martinelli put in his energizer bunny batteries and just keep going and going and going and going, you know, Saka's finding form at the right time now. Yeah, you know, looked is. a bit off at the start of the season. You know, not off, but to to Bakayo's standards, he he didn't yeah, look. Yeah. You know, um, and now he's really starting to you know starting to fire, and it's coming at a perfect time. And um, you know, hopefully, a good result on Thursday can lead us in good stead to to the weekend. I mean, obviously, it'll be a much changed team. Um, I do probably think I don't know how Zinchenko's doing, but I do probably think we'll play Tommy Asu at left back again. I think Tierney will come on and uh, and look dangerous. You know, he's he's got an eye for goal at the moment. I know, obviously, he hasn't scored, but he's had a couple of very yeah, decent attempts. You know, obviously, he smashed the post against Bodo Glimt and Eddie knocked in a beautiful rebound. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think, you know, we just need to get at them. And I think we've got more than enough to beat them, to be honest. But they will be tough. They have been tough at Ellen Road, and they always are, obviously. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's. Uh, I didn't really realise our home record was actually as strong as that. You know, obviously, I, I remember they did beat Chelsea. I know that wasn't a great Chelsea performance that day, but um, yeah, they've not lost at home for a while. So that's um, going to make it extra tough as well, isn't it? But yeah, we kind of knew they'd be good um, on their own pitch. I'll say the atmosphere there is generally good, isn't it? especially when Arsenal play. They, it, I think that just, I think that is a, is a kind of throwback from previous years isn't it i think Leeds at least still look on arsenal as a rival don't they because of stuff that's gone on before every time i've been there it's been like that and i think they look they look like it's a big game for Leeds playing arsenal isn't it and i think that they'll be bang up for it there's no doubt yeah, about that ramsdale will be getting pelted with two pound coins again <laughs> he may well be yeah that's what happened last season wasn't it <laughs> yeah he, he might do yeah because um i mean he's from that neck of the woods isn't he actually where he was and he, of course he played for sheffield united as well didn't he we take far away that sort of rivals mm -hmm. there isn't it so i suppose he's not going to be flavoring a month again is he i suppose but anyway um hopefully he can focus on his game because that's the most important thing and um because that's that's what he needs to do but yeah i, I agree i think um it is going to be difficult there's no doubt about that i mean what, what have you what are you sort of making ahead of this Leeds game then because yeah at the moment we're going into every game expecting to win aren't we let's be honest we are because of how well we're playing and we expect our team to win but it's not going to be as straightforward as maybe some of our more recent away games because i think Leeds are a different a different opponent they do start they are. We've got the as, as you guys have touched on uh, earlier. We've got this history with them. You know, so we've had some classic cup FA Cup games and yeah. you know bouts with them. And you know, it's it's not there. They, I think you're right. They do see us as rivals, hundred percent. And the fans are going to make it so intimidating uh, yeah. for the players. They'll do everything they possibly can in their power to make it very, very uncomfortable. It's going to be a tough game, and especially if the weather's not great, it's going to be even harder for them. But I think, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I love the fact that we're top, and I love obviously, and I love the fact that we're favourites. But I've always found that we are better as underdogs. I've always found that with our team. Um, so I'm not quite sure I'm, I'm I'm comfortable with that going along every game in game out. But yeah, we take it. We, we'd rather have that than anything else. Um, I think it's going to be a very tough affair. I think it's going to be a very dogged affair. I I'm just concerned that we don't you know suffer any ill ill injuries from that game because I think it's going to be very very physical. But you know what? I think our players are up for it. I think they're, they're giving as good as they get now. Uh, we, we didn't have that before. I think we were quite a weak and made of glass kind of team. I, th I think we're, we're yeah. a lot stronger now. 
Um, we've got we've got some big guys in there, and I think you know they'll protect the others, and and I, I think they play for each other, which is huge. Um, and and I, I think I think Jason is right. I think we need to hit as we've done in most games, just hit it right from the off, really fast. Because if we can do that, and then you know possibly convert a couple of chances very early, I think that will probably finish them off quite early in the game, and then we can take our foot off the gas a bit and be a bit careful. But I, I, I think it's going to be very, very difficult. But I, I still, will, I will still predict, uh, say that we'll win it. I and mean, and it's a great chance for something quite, quite, which is going to be quite rare this season. I've got, I've got my fingers crossed that Liverpool will give Man City quite a good game. Uh, I don't know why. I think mm. I've got my and, I mean, they're obviously the big rivals at the moment, and they're playing each other on the weekend as well. And if if Liverpool can take a couple of points off City and we win, that gives us gives us that extra little buffer. Um, mm. So I think that makes the game even more important. I mean, they're all important, don't get me wrong, but that makes it just that little bit more important for me. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've got to do everything that we can to, to, to make sure that we bag the points. And it will be a nice statement again to win another game away because obviously we've been at home for a couple of games and maybe got used to that atmosphere. Now we need to test ourselves and, and you know, face face to face the away fans and face a different, different uh, surrounding. So that will be interesting. And can I just say before I finish very quickly... I think we we do we should have we should have given a shout to one player who played against Bodo was Rob Holding. I thought he was really good. I thought he yeah, played exactly really that. well. I I, yeah. I know I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but I thought he he did the job and he was great uh, on against him. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Rob Holding. But yeah, that's my thoughts on the Leeds game. No, I mean you're right about Rob Holding. I mean he he's not really let us down in those Europa League games. He's played a lot of them in recent years, hasn't he? In a cup games and stuff. And he's he's done. He always steps in and does well. I just feel that in the Premier League, if we had to play him on a more regular basis, then it's not going to be great, is it? And you know he he's, he steps in and does a job when he has to. Um, but that's what he is. He's a squad player, isn't he? And and he he does well in those games. I'm sure he'll play Thursday again, and I'm sure he'll play well. But um, I, I don't really wouldn't really want him to be in the team at Leeds, if I'm honest, unless we had major injuries and we had no choice, but I'm sure he wouldn't be. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a really difficult game. And you're right, two away games back to back. You know, we, we have been at home a lot recently. Um, and yeah, two two difficult opponents, different, different sort of opponents, you know, different conditions, different pitch and all this kind of stuff. I think it's, it is a big test for us. And the one thing this season that we haven't done, I and mean, we're talking about starting fast, We've been doing that every single game. We're getting ourselves the first goal, we're getting in front, and then we're able to control the game. Um, the only game this season that we've gone behind in is the only game we've lost. And that is something that I want to see. Well, I don't want to see us go behind, but you, we, we are going to go behind inevitably. We're not going to score first in every single game. We are going to fall behind in games. And I want to see that we can deal with that and still get the right result, whether it's a win or a draw away from home. You'll take a draw if you're behind, I guess, in, in most away games. But, you know, we haven't uh, experienced that very often this season because we are starting games so strongly and we're getting in front. So, right. no, go on, Melvin. I'm not too worried about that because it's not as if we went behind against United and got beat straight away. We got back in the game. Had we gone yeah. one nil down and then gone two or three nil down, Yes, we never got back. We were strong enough to get back into the game. And possibly we had a chance to go do better than that, right? Mm. I just think that what the difference is this season so far is that within the games is that when things go against us, we can actually go something I've said for years that we can't do. We go the other way. 
we've gone from gear from the second gear to third and fourth we can go to that hasn't happened for years mm. well, what happens is we hit a, a, a we might start off at third gear all of a sudden that is the top and all of a sudden we just go down and down nowadays even if we don't start 100 percent during the game if need be we take it up a notch and that is a, such a big difference to our game i don't know how we've done that but it's a very, very big and great difference to our game and puts us where we are. Yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, we are generally starting well now, aren't we? Most games this season, we've started like an absolute rocket, haven't we? For the first 10, 15 minutes, we've flown into teams and we've generally got a goal, haven't we? First 15, 20 minutes, we've usually scored most games this season. I don't know what the stats are for that. I'm pretty sure in most of the games we've scored in the first 20 minutes, you know. But, but how many times, have. Richard? How many times this season against Spurs it happened, against Liverpool it happened, when teams see, have equalised yeah. it, Leicester against us, we went up a notch, up a notch, yeah, yeah. up a notch. Yeah, we did, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. a big factor in my opinion. It, it is, but but again, I, I think conceding an equaliser is a different mindset to going behind. You know, we we haven't we've only gone behind once, and that was a game we did. Yes, we did come back to get an equaliser, and we were in yeah. the game, and then yeah. we conceded two soft goals. But you know, it's going to as the season goes on, we're going to fall behind a lot more, aren't we? Because we're not yeah, going to score first. The point I'm trying to make with the United game is years gone by or months gone by, going one nil down away at the United game would have been over. It wasn't. Oh over. yeah, no, I agree. I agree. No, we did show a lot of character. We've shown a lot of character in most games this season. I agree, but you know, it, it's it's seeing. If we go behind at Leeds and we and we lose again, then to me that that's starting a little trend that we don't want to see. We want to see us go behind Good. and come back and win the game. If we go behind and if we lose, just don't worry about that. If it happens, it happens. But let's just well, it does. We don't want it to. I, I like to see the response that we. I, I've, I've been liking what you said against Tottenham. We conceded an equaliser, came back stronger. Liverpool, we conceded two equalisers. And come back strong, and that, they're good signs. Leicester, like you said, that we conceded scored straight away. Um, against Fulham, we were one nil down, wasn't we? Came back equalised and won the game. All these things have happened. Oh, no, Fulham, that's the other game we went behind. We did go behind against Fulham on one, didn't we? So we have done it as, previously as well this season. So, um, but yeah, that, that's that's the real character that we started to show. But yeah, I want to see that, that continue because that's going to be so important. Yeah, we mentioned him earlier, and look who's in the chat. It's our friend Henning from Norway. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, Have you enjoyed your trip to London? I've got to go to bed tonight, Richard. I can't do this. Uh, he's, Henning, he's, he's a good lad, Henning. He's, uh, he's a good he's a lad, lad, but, you know. <laughs> do you think the same 11 who started at the Emirates v Bodo Glimp will start in Bodo? Yes, I would. we think probably very similar, yeah. I'd be very surprised if there's too many changes from that, um, depending on fitness issues but yeah I'd expect the same starting 11 from Arsenal um, and I think it's going to be quite a similar game but different in the fact that you're at home and you know you're going to maybe more, be more of a threat in front of goal perhaps but I hope you enjoyed your trip to London anyway your fans were amazing actually we did and the team were good as well your the team, team were good as well yeah I enjoy watching your team play they play good football it was entertaining the fans were great and it's gonna I'm sure it's gonna be another entertaining game on Thursday hopefully um, we can win. Uh, we've got Bargo in the chat as well. He says, hey, guys, very exciting times at the moment. Indeed, it is. Uh, he said, we were slicing, dicing, chopping and cooking Liverpool. Well, yeah, we did most of that game, I agree. They had moments as well. But, yeah, it was great to see Arsenal play so well against um, a good side. And they are a good side. There's no doubt about that. Um, anyway, we need a score prediction for Leeds because I'm looking forward to what we all think about this because we know it's going to be tough. Coming back from Norway, Europa League away games and then a away game in the Premier League is often a recipe for disaster. We've seen it before, um, not just with Arsenal, with other teams as well. So, Melvin, what are you thinking? Leeds on Sunday, what is your score prediction? 2-0. Wow. 
Oh, a 2-0. Good stuff. A 2-0 away. Would that be nice, wouldn't it? We will take that all day long. Jason, what are you thinking for Leeds? I think if we if we manage to start well and get an early goal, I think we could batter them. I think we could get three or four. But I think I think if we don't, 1-0. So if we start well, we'll, we'll carry on at them, at them, at them. If not, 1-0. Okay, well, I mean, well, at this moment in time, any win will do. As as Neil mentioned, Liverpool playing Manchester City, so there's a, a, a you know Anfield. There's a prospect of Man City dropping some points. Um, so any win will do us because it gives us a bit more of, a, of an advantage. Neil, what's your score prediction? Anything silly this week, or you, is it going to be a nice normal? But it's mid moderate silly. Uh, well, I would say it's silly. I think I think I think Jason's onto something there. Right? But I, I'm going to follow it through on his more positive part, and I'm actually going to say five one. 5-1. I think we're going to tear them apart. I, I think Five, it's going to be a tough one. I think it's going to be a tough start and then we're just going to tear them apart. But, yeah. 5-1. <laughs> Seriously, I'm going 5-1. I haven't look, I haven't had a silly one for ages. Come on, come on, give me give me let me have let me have some No, you can have a silly one all you want. I mean, you know, 5-1 <laughs> I mean, yeah. if 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 we win 5-1, that would be absolutely incredible. I've got to be honest because it's, I, I think could... I think we've got in our in a city, I think Michael said it on 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 his show. He said we, we, there's going to be a time but well, we're going to just take a team apart because we're playing so well and we're connecting so well. Our players are just so balanced and, and so driven. There's going to be a time that one team is just not going to be able to live with us and we're going to convert all our chances because in every game, we've created loads of chances. We've only converted a handful, um, as, as you guys have said earlier. And, and I just think that we could, I think Leeds could be the game we'll get lucky and I think we're going to, because we've had, we've had so much tension building up for both the Tottenham game and the Liverpool game back to back. And I think they're just going to unleash against Leeds. I, I really do believe it. 5 well, No, well, I mean, that's very optimistic. But, yeah, very good. Uh, we'll, we'll Obviously, we'll, we'll love a good 5-1, I'm sure. Um, Henning says, I really enjoyed the trip. That's good to hear. I'm glad you did. He says, amazing being at the Emirates. Um, thank you for the nice welcome from the Arsenal supporters. Everyone we met was very nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure the fact that we beat you was made it us even nicer. But, no, it, Arsenal fans are very nice. There's no doubt about that. You don't need to worry. And um, I'm sure that you guys will offer us, our fans, the same hospitality in Norway on Thursday. And, you know, nice warm cups of tea will be nice as well, because I'm sure it's going to be freezing cold over there. Can, um, can, can you ask Henning a question? Can he supply us, the, the, uh, the club, our Arsenal, with some boots to wear on the pitch, please, because we ain't got any boots to wear on that pitch, have we? We need special boots. On the special pitch, yeah, yeah some special boots. Deal. Or yeah. maybe, I think it might be special socks that you need, actually, rather than special boots, really. It's the special socks to stop your feet from kind of getting blisters and stuff. So, um, but yeah, maybe that's a supply them. That'd be nice, yeah. So head in, get, get your club to give us the right equipment so we don't get injured on your pitch, please, because... We've got big games to come, and we don't. We want to keep all our players fit if, if, if we possibly can. That would be nice. Um, obviously, I need to give my prediction for Leeds. It is going to be. I don't like playing away in the Premier League when we've been away in Europe. I just don't like that run. I don't. I know sometimes you have to. It has to happen, but um, yeah, I, I, I expect us to win because I expect us to beat everyone at the minute. I think we. I think it'll be a tough game. I'm going to go 2 1. I think it'll be 2 1. I'm not quite as optimistic as Neil. Um, I think, you know, I think we'll have too much for him, but I think we'll have to work really hard for it. I think it's going to be a tough game and we're going to have to play well and, and to get the result. But we've got a decent record there. And I think that that will ultimately see us through. And let's hope that. I mean, what are we thinking for Liverpool, Man City then? Do you think Liverpool are, going to, are capable of beating them, shall we say? To, you know, end their unbeaten run. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Melby, oh, it'd be lovely. It'd be lovely. 
Well, if it Liverpool can score eight goals, they've got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like every team playing Man City at the minute, isn't it? That is that is the problem that everyone's got, isn't oh, it, really, God. I suppose. But, I mean, let's. Talk, I mean, that would be great, wouldn't it? They're playing after us, though, aren't they? Yeah, four um, o'clock. I think. What four thirty? Four thirty. Yeah, we're at two o'clock, aren't we? So um, we don't know their score first, which is a little bit annoying. But I suppose that's the way the fixtures have gone, isn't it? So we just need to win, and then yeah. it maybe puts a little bit of pressure on Man City because you know if we win, we're four points above them, and yeah. it puts their means. Not that they'll be worried particularly, I suppose, because they probably think that you know they're going to catch them points up anyway. But it just has a little bit more pressure, doesn't it? When when you've got more of a lead on, then you know one point's not a big lead, is it? And if we're if we're only two points above them going into that game, that they know that they'll go top if they beat Liverpool. So I, I don't know. I, it, I know Man City are worried it, about us. It's the game at Anfield. Is it, is it at Anfield? Yeah, Anfield. Yeah. I think that might. Be, I don't know. I think that might be quite a difficult test for Man City. I, I don't oh, know. Of course it will. Yeah, be a yeah. tough test for them. I mean, I mean Harlem might only score two or three in that game. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> he they should make him play with his bootlaces undone. <laughs> make it make together. Play with that bootlaces boot. together. That's what I need to do. Then the, but I'll tell you what. I don't think you're saying that they'll play after us. I don't think Pep will be losing his sleep Saturday night, do you? No, well, not not because of us. He, he might be because he's playing at Anfield, and that's a difficult yeah. game for Man City, isn't it? But no, I, I don't think I don't <laughs> think Man City are that bothered about us or anybody else. I think they no. know that if they play to their level, they'll win the league by quite some comfortable distance, probably. But anyway, who knows? Who knows what can happen? You know, Haaland might end up getting a dry spell, mightn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's got right. you know he's yeah. got twenty goals already. It's October. He's got most most happy with twenty goals it, in a it's season. He is eight goals off the golden boot from last year, I think. I know he is oh yeah, already. It's ridiculous. I mean, 20 goals. Oh, that's just incredible. He, he, he's going to rewrite him. every record, isn't he? He's going to rewrite you, you wait till he gets acclimatised to the, the to the English game as well. Oh, don't. Don't, Milton. You wait till he starts having more than 10 touches in a game, <laughs> which is about all he's having at the minute, and he's still scoring oh, all the goals. Imagine what he's going to be like when he actually starts playing. It's like, really? I mean, he's definitely going to get 50, isn't he? He's definitely well, if, going to if he doesn't get injured, he'll, he'll he might even break the, the, the top flight record 60 goals, isn't it? Which was in the 1933 or something, it was right. He could even and beat that, he wow. could beat that. He could, what the rate he's going, he will beat you if he can score at this rate, he will beat you, won't he? But what a right, player, what it's a just, player, it is just incredible, isn't it? Uh, anyway, Henning's back, he says, Absolutely, I've heard it is a higher chance of getting injured on the ice, which oh, no. is than on grass. Um, but I don't really know what to use or what not to. It's, it's doing the socks. Like, it's definitely doing the socks inside your boots. That's what it is. So, that, that, I mean, I'm sure Arsenal know what they need to do. Um, but I think it's different shoes for artificial pitch. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, you have to wear different studs. At the, you can't wear, like, metal studs. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's all doing the socks for me. And Henry says, Haaland will beat Liverpool. I can promise you that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he will. And obviously, he's your um, he's your fellow Norwegian, isn't he? So, I'm sure you, uh, you want him to continue doing well. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure he'll... I'm sure Liverpool won't worry him. The Liverpool defence that we just played, I'm sure he's not going to be losing sleep over facing them, is he, Harlan? Let's be honest. Um, but anyway, we don't need to worry about Man City. I said that yesterday when I was on Talk TV. We, we're not worried about Man City. If we keep winning our games, they can't catch us. We just need to win exactly. another 31 games. That's it. That's all we've got to do. Simple exactly. as that. And we, and we win the league. And I don't care. Man, I said less yesterday. Man City can win every game 12 0. We win every game 1 0. We'll still win the league. Correct. So, Tough luck, Thank man. You. you can score a million goals, Harland. It won't matter when you finish second, mate, will it? You won't be laughing then, will you? This is the Richard I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you want to talk TV again, Richard? 
Oh, it was. It was good, yeah. I'm becoming a regular now, Melvin. I'm telling wow. you. Wow. Fantastic. I'll be, getting, I'll, be getting a, I'll, be getting a, I'll be getting a regular show on this, too. Um, anyway, Colonel says he's a, he's a good player, uh, but he's no Francis Jeffers. Well, he certainly isn't a Francis Jeffers. That's that's a definite fact. I, I 100% agree with you. <laughs> he definitely isn't. A, he's no Francis Jeffers. Indeed, he's not. He was he was our fox in the box. Do you remember when he was billed as our fox in the box, Francis Supposed Jeffers? Supposed to be. And he scored about five goals in two and a half seasons, didn't he? So that was really good. Really. That worked out well. Um, was he, he from Everton? I can't was he Everton? Yeah, he was, he was Everton. Yeah, that's right. He was, yeah. I mean, I can understand in a way why we bought him. It just didn't work, did it? He ended up being the kind of 1990 or well, 2000 version of um, of Lee Chapman for me. You know, um, looked like he might end up being a good signing for us and turn out to be absolutely useless and a complete waste of space. But there you go. It happens. These things happen. He just, you know, he's one of them ones that we can put behind us oh, and yeah. say, yes, he did play for Arsenal, but um, we don't really want to remember that he did, but he did for a little while. Well, I do remember him getting a good goal in the FA Cup against, was it Chelsea or somebody scored one, didn't he? That was a good goal. I seem to remember him getting, actually. I, I don't think that's a fair comparison, him and Chapman. <laughs> Jeffers had bad injuries with us. And he didn't get a chance because look at the forward line we had anyway. Chapman yeah, was no, he... forward for us. He was poor Chapman. You must remember. No, Chapman was poor. He was dreadful. There's no doubt about that. But I didn't think when Jeffers played, he he didn't. I mean, yes, he was up against some very very good players, and maybe that didn't help him. You know, when you when you when you've got Thierry Henry and the next game you've got Francis Jeffers playing in the in a League Cup, it's a bit of a comparison, isn't there? That you maybe you know didn't look good on Francis Jeffers, maybe. But I just didn't think he was very good at all. Um, but that wasn't a great transfer window, was it? We had uh, Rich, Richard Wright, right, right, in goal, didn't we? Oh, my second. God, he was terrible, wasn't he? He won he the top would, of the he left. Never make it on the basis, he let in a goal against Spurs, a silly one in the last minute away from home when we drew one all and Perez yeah. Yeah, but that was actually he had to play, didn't he? Because David was it David Seymour still there, wasn't he? And he was injured, wasn't he? He had a run of about ten games, didn't he? And he yeah. was terrible at all of them. He, he let in stupid goals. Yeah, Charles Williams four two at Highbury. He made about three mistakes. We drew three all with Blackburn or somebody. He made three mistakes in that game. Every single week we're having to score four or five goals just to compensate for him being so <laughs> useless. And then finally, David C. He's got a double. He won that. He got a league title medal. He got, yeah, he got a double. And he yeah. almost cost us yeah. that league title, let alone winning it for us. He almost cost us it. He was and then he started off. in spite of him. Yeah, we did. well, the following season, he went back to Everton, didn't he? Richard Wright, yeah. and we scored seven past him at Highbury, do you remember? When oh, uh, yeah, we beat Everton 7-0 yeah, yeah. and he was in goal, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, well, you, you haven't got any better, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that, that was good. I remember that, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, didn't we sign that? Um, was it a Japanese player we signed that window as well, Melvin? It... Um, was that at the same time or was that another, was that another time? You're thinking about Inamoto? You're talking about Inamoto? Inamoto? Might have been Inamoto, yeah. Well, it was, no. No. Did he not come at that sort of time? Because that was when the World Cup was in Japan. I'm sure we, I'm sure we bought a Japanese player around the time of that World Cup was in Japan. As some sort, it looked like a, some sort of promotional stuff to for Arsenal in the Far East. I'm sure that's what happened. I'm sure yeah. we had. I don't know if it was in a Mosa. I'm sure we had somebody. We did. Up. I think we got two. They might have been the other one. That we got two or three. I remember. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. I know it, it was actually. It literally was a marketing ploy. It was so obvious. Yeah. Because it was a time of that World Cup, wasn't it? When the World Cup yeah. was in Japan yeah. and South Korea. It was over yes. then, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly I that. To, I seem to remember that, yeah. But anyway. Um, well, all these, we've, missed oh, Arsenal, we've missed a trick. We should have bought someone from a uh, famous football from Qatar this time, shouldn't we? From a marketing trick. Yeah, we should have done, yeah. I'm sure yeah. there is one somewhere. There I'm sure there is one. 
Yeah, I'm sure we could have found one. Given him the number yeah. nine shirt and never played him. That's what we should yeah. have done. Um, great marketing. Yeah, true. <laughs> says, yeah, and just to imagine, he helped City win it, of course, if they needed their English players field. Oh, yeah, did he? Was it? Did he get City, did he? And win a title medal at City? Wow. Who, who would fault, eh? But there you go. It's go to show, doesn't it? Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, we could actually do a whole show on terrible Arsenal signings, couldn't we? In fact, we could probably do a whole week's worth of shows on terrible Arsenal signings because there's been so many of them. But uh, we've got through a few there, haven't we? I'm sure there'll be a load more. That's a good show. Uh, Melvin, that's a good idea for a show, you know. That's a it's good not idea bad, for a, yeah. For a future show, terrible Arsenal it signings. Should be, it should be the, the, the title of the show, Why? <laughs> yeah, why? Yeah, that was. Well, it's exactly a bit right. like we we thought about doing the Arsenal villains and heroes, didn't we? So villains and heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. loads. Of, there's loads of things we could actually do shows on, isn't there? When you think about it, Lo loads of stuff. Talking about talking about good shows, Melvin. Um, you are back on Wednesday, aren't you, with the Highbury yeah. Matters show this week? Yeah. So um, right. early seventies, you said. Is it? We are in the early seventies now. Yeah, seventy, seventy-one, seventy-one, seventy-two. Got a great guest. Spoke to him the other day. Really up for it. Um, sounds fantastic, the guy. The guy. So uh, really, really looking forward to it. it. Should be good. There's some very, very famous matches we're going to talk about. The, the, those and some fa very famous things that have happened as well that uh, people may or may not have known about. So uh, no, as always, I'm looking forward to it. So if people like it half as much as me putting it on, then great. Well, it certainly seems to. It seems to be getting some great feedback that show and. It's been fantastic. And also as well, it's kind of good that we're doing the early 70s this week when we're playing Leeds, because obviously Leeds are our main rivals then, wasn't they? Correct. In the, league, in the FA Cup and all kinds of stuff. So it kind of worked out well, hasn't it? It's a good yeah. week to be looking at the early 70s when we exactly. play Leeds. So exactly. A good little, uh, good little um, what they call it, a link or something they call it. In the... Yeah, it kind of ties in pretty well, doesn't it, with, with yeah. the game, which should be really good. So that's on Wednesday, 8 o'clock. So definitely come yeah. and join us for that, because that is an amazing show great memories of the days at Highbury uh, and obviously this, this this particular show um, involves a, a few trophies that we won as well which is nice so that's always uh, makes it even better doesn't it we, we talk about some great days with trophies at the end of it as well so that is going to be a fantastic show as always so make sure you tune in for that on Wednesday at eight o'clock I'm back tomorrow with the Lionesses against the Czech Republic we'll be doing a watch along of that game that's going to be fun I'm sure uh, they're playing really well at the minute 23 games unbeaten under Serena going to win the World Cup I think actually certainly i've got more confidence in that england team than the other one to win the world cup the next oh. few months so um but we'll see but that's on that's tomorrow uh, it's a busy week isn't it because thursday's europa league watch along it's that's an early one as melvin said quarter to six kickoff isn't it so we'll be live at half five for that one friday we've got the arsenal women's show looking ahead to the resumption of the wsl this weekend on sunday arsenal back in action at reading and of course, on Sunday, it's a busy day on Sunday. Two games: Leeds against Arsenal, two o'clock kickoff, and then Reading women against Arsenal women at quarter to seven on Sunday night. So I think on Monday I'll need to be lying down, let alone doing another show. We'll <laughs> Monday with a review as well. Um, Jason, I want to say thank you very much for your debut. What did you make of your first appearance on the show? Nice. Was it was it a was it a Dennis Burkamp type debut, or was it maybe um, a William Saliba type debut? <laughs> Ah, um, Burkamp type debut. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it actually. Um, it was a pleasure to be here and, and you know, really great chat and great lads. So, yeah, I'd love to come back on. That'd be really cool. 
No, we will definitely want you back on. I say I know you want to kind of get involved with the women's stuff as well, don't you? So yeah. hopefully you can be available for um, some of the women's stuff that we do as well. It'd be good to get your input on on that side of things as well. You know, it's something that we enjoy covering on his channel, and um, it's good to get more people involved on that side of it as well. It's difficult to get people actually to come on with the women's team for some reason. So many people say, "Oh yeah, really interested," and then when it comes down to it, they for some reason they don't want to get involved in it. I don't know why. There's so many people on the fringes that are not quite. Whether it's a confidence thing, I'm not sure. But there's a few people that have expressed an interest because I've been trying to get some different people to come on, get different opinions on it all. And when it comes down to it, they don't seem to want to do it. But yet, you know, it seems a lot easier to get people to come on and talk about the men's team, which I, I don't know. I don't know whether that's just the stage that we're at with the women's team at the minute. I don't know whether or not that will change in the next year I, or I so. Think, I think it's probably just the visibility. I think it's just the visibility. It's just the, it's the yeah. whole ethos behind it all. You know, it's so much easier to... To be able to, and you, you know, you don't necessarily, you know, some people miss the full ninety minutes, you know, or don't attend the game or whatever, and they they still give their two cents. They're still happy to do so. Um, I think it's just it's that, you know, it's that simple. It's just the uh, the, the availability of the matches and stuff, you know, and yeah, obviously that's growing. And as I mentioned to you earlier, you know, the the little small women's group I co-admin, you know, before the Euros, two and a half thousand members. After the Euros, well today 19.9 thousand members in wow. two and a half months it's a growth of you know what 800 yeah. percent amazing you know yeah. the women's game's growing massively and i think it'll be much easier for you in the future to find guests and stuff and yeah, yeah. no i'm hoping so and, and and you're right it is growing really quickly i mean arsenal women have just sold twenty thousand tickets at the emirates for the man united game already yep. and it's not until the end of november so that could be another 40 50 000, couldn't it potentially again uh, filling the emirates for a women's game would be amazing obviously the, the champions league games there as well i think those attendances will be a bit lower won't they they're midweek for a start off and the yeah. opposition i know the leon um game could be quite exciting but i think the other opposition may i mean may not be quite as attractive for a wednesday night or a thursday night so um but yeah it's good that uh, it is growing it's brilliant and let's hope it continues because it deserves it deserves the support it deserves more people to be watching and being involved and let's hope that that will be the case but that's amazing growth in that group isn't it from oh, you know incredible from up to that that many that quickly and yeah. let's hope the growth continues um henny's got a question for us actually he says do we know how many arsenal supporters are coming to bodo it'll be however many tickets that we were allowed to have um i'm not sure the exact number actually um i'm not imagining it'll be massive amount because the ground's quite small isn't it but however many tickets we were allocated we would have sold them all and that's what we'll bring There'll probably be a load of Norwegian fans, Arsenal fans anyway, in Norway. That'll probably be there anyway. That might not necessarily be in the Arsenal section. That'll just come along because they're local in Norway. Because I know we've got a lot of Scandinavian fans, haven't we? Um, but what the actual ticket allocation was, I'm not sure. I don't think it was very big, though, was it? I'm not sure if it was less than a 1,000, potentially. Um, I'm not really sure. Um, Henning says there, the away section is 404 tickets. Well, there you go. If that's what we've got, then we'll have all of that. Plus, we'll probably have a few more. We'll have a few more dotted around the stadium, I'm sure, as well. Um, but yeah, we'll have we'll have we'll have enough to make it a decent atmosphere. I'm sure. Four hundred and four away away is there. What sort of ground have you got there, Henning? That's about five percent, I believe. I think they're about eight thousand. Are they? 
Yeah, give I us a thousand so. tickets, man. Come on, give us a thousand. We'll sell a thousand tickets. We'll sell more than that, probably. Um, and he says, Yes, absolutely. There are a lot of Arsenal supporters. Even though, yeah, there are. Yeah, all of Scandinavia was one of the biggest. Um, the Scandinavian Arsenal supporters club, one of the biggest, isn't it? Um, he says, 8,240 is a capacity at the stadium. Well, there you go. Well, you should have given us the 8,000 then. We'd have filled that, and then you can have the 240 in the corner like you had at the Emirates. That'd be good. Um, Neil, again, on the on the Monday show, we do love to see you on. You enjoyed, enjoyed the show? Yeah, tremendously. Thank you. I was sorry I was late. Um, just no, no worries. Usual, but yeah, thank you for, for having me on. As always, lovely to meet you, Jason. Really enjoyed Same. it. Uh, and as always, Melvin Rich, top, top guys. Thank you. Always an honour. So thank you for having me on. Can't wait for the next one. No, it's always a pleasure to have gone. Hopefully next week, um, next Monday, we'll be having some more, you know, great performances to look back on and uh, and discuss and be happy for another week. Um, and we look forward, obviously, to Henning's hospitality in Norway on Thursday. I'm sure um, that'll be good as well. We look forward to that. Thank you very much for, for joining us again, Henning. I'm glad you enjoyed your trip to London. Um, and yeah, uh, I enjoyed your team anyway and your supporters, it was great, so well done and we look forward to that um, next week, so that is another Arsenal review on a Monday evening, some more great stuff, and just before we go, we just need to remind everybody, just in case there's any doubt I know one day it's going to be a sad day. I'll have to be binning that little little jingle off. Never, never. I'm going to keep playing it while it's still relevant and I'm going to enjoy it. We're going to stay there until the end of May. Well, let's hope so. I would enjoy it. If it was at the end of May, there'll be a different one with a different song (laughs) that will be played by Queen, quite potentially. Um, Although it'll get probably shut down for playing that song, but I'll definitely play that if uh, if we are still top at the end of May, obviously. Um, Anyway, thank you all all you guys for watching. Thank you very much to Melvin, as always, to our deputant Jason, and of course to Neil. Um, Don't forget, join us tomorrow if you can for the Lionesses game against Czech Republic, or if not, make sure you're definitely here on Wednesday at 8 o'clock for Melvin's Hybrid Matters, because that is going to be an amazing show as always um, loads of great stuff this week on the channel loads of watch alongs, loads of games to enjoy we're top of the every league that we're in, everything at the minute we're top of, we're top of the bingo league we're top of everything, so you know just top, Arsenal just top, so what is there not to enjoy about being top so see you all guys later, enjoy the rest of your Monday, enjoy the rest of the week and we'll see you very soon, and in the meantime of course as always, come on you guys let's do it, come on <laughs> brilliant thanks guys Watch Gabriel Martinelli. It's now with Granit Xhaka. Is it going to be the third goal? It is the third goal. Granit Xhaka with it. That seals it.